God forbid you're naughty. Oh, God. oh no! I'll I'll just find you in your room and pee on you. White Christmas leg sweep. <laughs> All the children were snuggled in their bed until they heard Inner Sandman play above their head. And then they knew the were there. He, he starts. Recording no, this. He starts it over when he gets to a new house. It takes him like. It takes him like 40 minutes to get down the chimney. <laughs> Wait a minute. Just give me just a second. Sandman, the Sandman claws get across the entire earth if he has to play Inner Sandman every house oh, he Jesus. Be right with you. <laughs> well, Shits his pants. It's a fitting intro, guys. Welcome back. It's the New Blood Rising podcast. <laughs> We're back this month with, as you kind of could have guessed, I bet by the intro, Miracle on 34th Street. Wait, sorry. <laughs> it's Massacre on 34th Street, brought to you at the Hammerstein Ballroom in uh, in New York. This is going to be really fun. It's a great that we finally get to this venue. Um, we are in season three of the podcast. We are now at episode 95 mm-hmm. of the show. 95. We're getting that much closer to the, to the big one zero zero, the century mark. I'm William Rinkin, joined by Jason Kiesler. Merry Christmas. Charlie Stabile. Happy holidays. God dang. Martin Dixon. Francine, there is a Sandman clause. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The New Blood Rising podcast, we are part of the Questionable Endeavor Network, as well as 4CR Online, where you can, a variety of podcasts, like uh, Jason's upcoming guest spot on Tuning Japanese, uh, me working with the um, the Raw Attitude Pod. Martin pops up on the Raw Attitude Pod from time to time. Charlie does nothing. Mm-hmm. He just does his own thing. I don't. He doesn't give. No. A, I don't. They give can't a, afford me. I don't give a rat's <laughs> ass. Oh, righty then. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds it's broke. True cause, it's true because I pay Henry to appear on that show. But um, <laughs> this is it's bittersweet. Like we get a brand new pay per view, a seasonal one. At that, like a really yeah. like, a good seasonal one. Haven't had one of these since Halloween Havoc. And you know what's funny? That ECW never did a Halloween one. You'd think that'd be right up their alley Jesus. to do a Halloween type Pop of show. call Halloween. There we go. Oh, God. <laughs> I think EC, if ECW was going to have a holiday-themed pay-per-view, they should have a Festivus-themed pay-per-view for the big main event, the airing of grievances match. <laughs> so... Here we are, um, Hammerstein Ballroom, about twenty six hundred people. I think that's that sounds about it's right. A good crowd for Easy. It's it's not a huge venue, but, but it's damn, so nice it, to look at. Like it has a very distinct look. Raw, like the old raw. That's the old the way raw. raw used to look. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. really way back. Before we get started, something very important has happened. Sort of in, uh, I, I don't think it was happening at the time. Well, it was happening right around when November to remember. But I think it, technically it happened afterwards. And this is where the great Colin Duff comes in. Scott Hall appearances. <sighs> Scott Hall, again. Yeah. Scott Hall made his ECW debut on a house show in Schenectady, New York, on the 10th of November, and as a surprise tag team partner for Jerry Lynn against Rhino and Justin Credible in the show's main event. Lynn pinned Credible in this match. At the Hardcore TV taping the following night in Poughkeepsie Hall, worked two matches that were never aired or even clips shown on TV. 
Hall cut an in-ring promo saying that he came to ECW to face Justin Incredible and was upset that match uh, wasn't yet scheduled. Louis dangerously then appeared and said Hall could have the match if he faced Graziano first. Hall lost to Big Sal when he was pinned with a bonsai drop. After oh. the bout, uh, Hall was attacked by the FBI with dangerously then saying he could have Credible. In the dark match, uh, dark match main event, dark match main event, that's awesome. What? <laughs> Hall would pin Credible with the, rate, with the Outsider's Edge. ECW mentions Hall's appearance on TV for the first few weeks as a way to gain traffic to their website, but not even a photo or a still shot of Hall was ever shown. According to Justin Credible on the Kayfabe Commentary's timeline history of ECW 2000, Hall worked these dates for free if he got to work with Credible. He said he was the one who approached Hall about coming into ECW, and Heyman only had to pay, uh, pay for airfare. There was apparently never any plans for Hall to return, other notes. Again, according to the Kayfabe Commentary's timeline of ECW, most wrestlers spent Thanksgiving without their paychecks and were notified that two more shows were canceled. As they cannot secure a TV deal, Heyman has given wrestlers permission to start talking to other companies. Credible says he did start right away and called Jim Ross. Pre-show, taped for Hardcore TV, New Jack pinned Angel um, H and H yeah, and HC Lock beat Danny Daniels, which of course we talked about for New Jack is the end of Mr. New Jack. So. There is yeah. a good sign in the crowd of uh, Paulie still hasn't given me my check or yeah. whatever it's. I'm yeah, just, so it's starting to get out. There like, it is. that's the thing. This, yep. is, yeah. this is definitely like pre what we consider the internet era where right. people know everything mm-hmm. instantly. It was it was difficult back in those days to get the news yeah. on the dirt sheets, but I do remember that getting out a few months before. What was cool about this rip from Sean Hall is that it's kind of like, you see this, the the countdown before the pay-per-view starts? Oh my god, yeah. It had the Limp Biscuit yeah. track, which was awesome. I, I, saw, I was like... My generation. Yeah. It's like 9 minutes, 45 seconds. I was like, okay, let's go 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I just gotta skip. It, it, was, it, was, it was interesting. It was funny to see how... Because you remember, I, I remember growing up how the WWF would clocks. do it. Oh, well, they would have like Todd Pettengill or Michael or Cole. Sean Mooney. Sean Mooney. I'm yep. in the yep. studio center. Uh, in the last few years before Network, it was uh, Scott Stanford that yeah. was doing it. Yep. So we also see Jasmine. She teases more picks at the Network while Spike angrily retreats from Heyman and others as he goes into a storage closet where Rhino, well, murders him. So <laughs> that was also another great bit before the... Uh, Paper restarted. So now we open with Carino talking about defending the title in New York, and he runs down Bruno, Pedro Morales, and others, and Backlund. And Backlund. He did a run in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> <laughs> and then how he is, uh, uh, he's doing what Tommy Dreamer and even Ric Flair hadn't done. I don't know why. He th- Where's this going? Because I was like, Ric Flair's WWF champion for long enough to where I'm pretty sure he was in New York at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, he says he's the toughest champion who ever lived, and uh, as I was saying last episode, like it definitely is more of a throwback to older Carino mm-hmm. in the way he's mm-hmm. running it down. So then we go to the ring where Joey and Joel are in the ring, and uh, I'll tell you, Gertner's uh, shtick is fierce. That's oh, good on this yeah. night. It is fierce. I didn't write down any notes about it other than that. Wow, it was uh, it was going video package coming out of it. Uh, Simon Diamond comes out with Swinger and gets on the mic. Still has a problem. He always does. Um, and then, to, and then it's like he he cuts this brief promo on the opponents that are going to be. He calls out the opponents that he already has scheduled for. The match. How convenient! It's, it's so yeah. weird. 
But that's where we're going to start. Jason, we've got Simon Diamond and Swinger versus Joey Matthews and Christian York. This again. All right. Um, <laughs> I like how there there's actually not really interruption to the announcers this time. It truly is a Christmas miracle. Um, for the, the match to get started with on commentary, you, we're getting political banter from Joel Gertner. I was just laughing my ass off about this, especially with the, the Gertner intro he just did and it comes back because since the last one we had the election in 2000 that all of wrestling loved to talk about for some reason mm-hmm. um, I like how Joey comes back at him though with a Ugandan stub muffin callback uh, yes. on some- um, this match was just more the same old same old as the last time it's just more you know who 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 are these three guys with Simon Dean or excuse me Simon Diamond um, you're not wrong <laughs> yeah, and like Don Marie coming out saying, I'm going to give my managerial services, and because it's ECW, her managerial services obviously mean you can fuck me whenever you want. What a deal. Uh, because, in, <laughs> because in ECW, women are objects, and they are dumb. Um, and I was kind of confused because since she's, you know, it's coming out like she's playing off that whoever wins gets my manager, like the Terry Invitational Tournament yeah. um, from years ago. But she still comes and takes a chair away from Swinger, and it's just this. But like, I just have one in here. It's like that's got to be Don Marie. But whose side is she on? Um, <laughs> just I don't know, man. This is uh, just crap. And then like the sudden Don Marie turn, who she just turned on someone last month, and I don't know. I it's just run of the mill ECW. I gave it a four. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, Charlie, what did you think of this? really funny when uh, Joey Styles and Joel Gertner first start to do commentary um, Joey Styles doesn't know if he's on the air and, and you can actually hear him go can you hear me <laughs> you can you can hear him say that and then oh all right we're in the booth now and blah 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 and uh, Joel Gertner he has the same problem I have because he man he's got a good flub and here comes Christian Matthews or York <laughs> 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 yep yeah, same problem um, my one takeaway from this is I, I really like the names of some of their moves, like uh, the Rebel Yell, which is a fantastic yeah, name yeah. for a move. It's a great the, name. Yep. The Simonizer, like, I like that. It's it's adding uh, Izer to anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Simon series, I quite liked. Yeah, uh, Simon Three series. Suplexes. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay. It is the same old crap, but uh, you know I like Simon Diamond. Like I, I've always liked him. And, uh, I mean, he gets to show off some of his stuff, so I give us a five. Martin, how about you? I sort of like this. Um, again, it didn't help, because I, I watched um, the last pay-per-view and this back-to-back, Oof. like, in one kind of stint. So this it, this really was deja vu. Um, it's some good stuff. It's just York and Matthews. The, they they really do come off as like budget hardies mm-hmm. um, and they don't seem to get a lot of reaction because um, I think there's very little crowd noise at all when they win and then the whole swerve goes down um, it was fun seeing Bill Apter yes. uh, at ringside I'm glad you met, when, I loved it when he popped up yeah because when Dawn Marie's swaggering around doing her thing he's very very appreciative of her proximity to him which, uh, you know, wouldn't we all? But 
yeah, it's. I could only really give this a five. It's it's just distinctly average. There's, it was like white noise again. And I think it's something about York and Matthew slash Mercury. I, I don't know. There's just something about them that I just don't enjoy watching. Yeah. I think it's because it, even like WCW in its in its dying, you know, in it, it which was in its death death throes at this time, still had some amazing cruiserweights. And they had a you know like cruiserweight tag team matches, and they had cruiserweight tag team titles. Exactly, right at the very um, end. And they were better than than this. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's just something about it. It's like they're cut from the same cloth as the Rockers or the Hardys or Rock and Roll Express. The only difference is I can tell those guys apart immediately. Right. Well, I think that's the problem. Well, like with they, like the, somebody they, needs to tell Swinger to. You need to your your look needs to change, or one of you, yeah. one of you, Matthews or York needs to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's a bummer. Their names are so similar. They are, but you know what? The good thing is these guys fill a great role. Like they yep. are perfect first match of the night, curtain jerkers. Yep, they are mm-hmm. perfect. They got that Motor City machine gun kind of thing yeah, going on. Yeah, man. Like I mean, like the the thing is, unfortunately, the roster isn't that deep to where you get to see them really square off with a lot of different, you know. Well, the roster's not deep because we saw t- we've seen Tajiri, Little Guido, and you know Super Crazy for a year dance around each other. I swear it's been longer. Yeah, and it has, I think. But the tag team division is even less deep, hmm. and it's just that's the only unfortunate is we don't get to see Matthews in New York against anyone else to where like we get something fresh, and that doesn't lend towards also the way we're watching these, which is we're just watching like we're seeing these pavies in such close proximity to each other where it we get really accustomed very quickly when something's a repeat very very right. quickly and they don't really do anything to stand out like i mean they've got great moves and stuff but nothing that the audience can really hold on to or gravitate right. towards like Danny Doring and Roadkill like for whatever reason they're one of the best teams in ECW yeah and you would never think that they could connect with an audience with those two guys but they just have it I did, I, and I don't, I, I don't mind them winning. I like them winning, but I like, I like even more Don Marie. Like, no, I, I, I even though like, the, the problem is like, I keep thinking, okay, I'm at the end of ECW, so this really can't go anywhere. Unfortunately, like you think, okay, so now we're probably gonna do this one more time. Mm-hmm. Like logically, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so she, they, they got the win, but they don't have their heat because she took it back by, by uh, swerving them. So I was like, all right. But I, it's neat because I didn't realize Simon Diamond and her were actually really together. So kind of really, yeah. Now there's hope. Yeah. So um, yeah. It's, I thought overall it was fine. I gave it a five, just like I would last month. Same thing or last show. Same thing. Five out of ten for it. So um, I would love to see my the Ultimate Attitude Era paper. I'd love to see them against the Hardys, <laughs> or maybe in a th- in a in a triple threat with like two out of three out of three count. You know, have them in there too. That'd be fun. Um, all right, so back... it'd be like some, it'd be like an Omega reunion because I think, I think, certainly Joey Matthews, maybe even Christian York, they passed through Omega, which was the Hardys' backyard fest. That's right, and of course, so did um, Shane uh, Helms Shane and Moore. Shannon Moore. Yeah, see, that would be an that would be an awesome, be the TLC match that we all deserve. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. All right, so backstage, it's Doring and Roadkill. Hair has been cut. And now the tag team itself is on the line as well as the tag team titles. This is serious. Uh, and, I, and beard has been shaved. Well, that's why I meant hair. hair mm-hmm. I, that's what I was trying to say in general hair. But yes, yes, to be more specific, yes, the beard has been cut as well. This is an Doring. awesome promo. Angry. I love how serious Doring is in this because he's one of those guys too, like we talked about with uh, 
with Steve Carino, when you go back and you look just at the beginning of Danny Dorian, it's like, look at this dude. Yeah. What is this yes. guy? And yeah. now he looks so much better with that short hair. Yeah. He looks really good with it. And and I, the willing suspension of disbelief kicked in. Where I was like, oh, man, I, I hope they don't. Like I, the wrestling, I guess not really willing suspension, but more like the kayfabe thing. I was like, as a fan, like, God, I hope, I don't want to see these guys split, split up. these guys up. What happens? Don't do it. Mm-hmm. So Reverend Roadkill. It's a Reverend. Oh no! Oh no! Deacon Batista, Deacon Doring, so Deacon Doring, dastardly Deacon Doring, Deacon Doring, play the theme song from the Amen TV show. He's gonna be joining Evolutions. It's a mystery. Wow! Backstage. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, isn't that weird that Batista starts off with a religious gimmick, but then ends up in a stable called Evolution? Good point. <laughs> Martin's on fire. Man. Martin got the hot tag and just cleared He's the, the ring. Clear the intellectual of the group. <clears throat> so now Easy Money and the rest of Hot Commodity come out, including the Confederate Warrior, Chris oh. Hamrick, Eddie Guerrero, 1995. And Electra. We were even treated to Easy Money's G string. Oh. I was eating while I was watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and Cyrus has joined the commentary as well. Apparently. What a shock! <laughs> well, um, well, yeah, we forgot. Did we mention that? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, forgot. Yeah. Gertner got DDT'd <laughs> on the con. That's right, because he came out to help. Right. Because he thought well, they're. I-, I can fight Angel. Yeah. But- sure. <laughs> well, what? He used to be what? King of the Streets? Nah, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> Angel I'm like, with a DDT. stud muffin. I got this shit. <laughs> So now, Charlie, that leads us into a one-on-one contest here. Easy Money is going to be taking on Balls Mahoney. This is a great match. I love this. Really? I really do. You do. Tell me all about it. These guys guys work so well together. And Easy Money, I mean, he's a joke character, but he is all business in that ring. I, I love the money clip. It is a needlessly stupid, convoluted move. And but to see this big guy do something like that just for a clothesline, I'm like, that's awesome. And the fact that it's called the money clip, I love that. Balls Mahoney jumping off the top rope into the uh, not the audience, but on the outside of the. (laughs) I love how agile he is. I'm just like, man, good luck catching that guy. Balls Mahoney with the Phoenix Splash, the the Falcon's Arrow. Um, Joey Styles insinuates Julio De Niro takes steroids. Yes, frequently. Yeah. Frequently, and it's not like I, De Niro is this super ripped guy. Because I, I was like, oh, let me see those. Let me see his, his physique. And I looked at. It, I was like, I, I don't see how that's any more ridiculous than like Swinger. Like oh, swi- Swinger has also, a. Go, go ahead. ahead man, I'm sorry. No, no. Go ahead. I was gonna say, when do uh, when do steroids give you abs? Yeah. He's like, you know, he didn't get those abs naturally. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's just, it's just weird. Um, Balls Mahoney takes this one move that, man, I I really thought he might have broken his neck. Um, it's, it's this weird thing where Balls tries to do a sunset flip and Easy Money just kind of drops down like on his knees and it looks like Balls Mahoney's head just kind of gets tilted. Somehow it's only a two count, but man, it was fucking cool. Uh I really like this match, man. I give it a seven. 
Wow. Okay. Cool. Uh, right, Martin. What do you think? Um, I wasn't as enthusiastic, but I still kind of liked it. Um, again, there's just something about Bowls Mahoney. Um, th- there's very little I can add to what Charlie said, um, other than yeah, it was that spot was scary. It's like he hit like the world's worst styles clash on him. Yeah. Um, so I went for a five. It's again not not bad just not particularly fantastic but coming off of the last thing it's still you know enjoyable just not as enjoyable as perhaps some of the stuff later on hmm. Keesler. um when i was this match started i was just wondering how long until more wrestlers showed up <laughs> <laughs> i mean because you got a stable coming out against just balls who apparently chili's left him um chili gave him a cold shoulder Oh, look out. Um, like that move that you were talking or that that you were talking about, Charlie, where it looked like balls got his neck broken. Um, I didn't write it down, but Joey like kind of plays it out. The easy money does that move a lot. Yeah, like, I think he called it money in the bank. Is that what he called that money in the bank? That's right. I think so. So basically He's cashing in on breaking his vertebrae. Basically um, just don't give balls or don't give easy money a sunset flip. Yeah. yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> Just it's let Owen last kick you. Don't do the front turnbuckle. Don't try and um, stop Owen from kicking you. If you do, it's going to hurt even worse. <laughs> yeah. Just take it. Um, it was. It's, it's good uh, action. Easy money's looking. A, you know, other than his G string hanging out, he's getting it more in shape too. Because mm-hmm. um, he actually looks really good. The next pay per view, uh, which is great. I mean, that whole hot commodity stable is really cool. I don't think they need Electra. I mean, she's just there for verbal sexual harassment by Cyrus. Um, it's just what comes across. And I mean, she uh, the crowd is more all over her than as far as just with their normal show us your tits. Oh, you didn't show us your tits, so you got herpes or you're a crack whore. Than they are paying attention to this match mm-hmm. at some points, and which is sad because this is a good match. Like if ECW was going going to go on longer. Easy Money could very well be one of the guys that start getting a, a little, you know, a push to the next level coming up real soon. Um, but, you know, here comes Nova uh, right after the match ends. So I guess I was right about how long. And I give this match a four. I'm in a similar boat. Like, but as I was saying, like, I, I find Easy Money, I find Hot Commodity extremely annoying. They annoy the hell out of me. Uh, especially, it's hammering. Hamrick, that guy, that that Hamrick, yeah, that guy, yeah, that fucking dude. I don't know what it is. Like, it's probably his attire. <laughs> no, his, besides his attire his player, is ridiculous. It, yeah, it just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought it was man. It, I do like the Confederate flag on this chest though, where yeah. it says Chris Hamrick like that. Like I thought that was kind of cool. I um, I was thinking about when I was watching this match. I was thinking about the Sal match where. It's like, man, balls put over Sally Graziano. Wow, wow. That's wild. And this one, t- like, I mean, clearly Sal, like, kind of, that was kind of a squash. Mm-hmm. This wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it took, like, what, a billion finishing moves from yep. you know, Hot Commodity to win this thing. So, um, I'm right about it at five as well. I am. Um, oh, fuck you all. all right. No, no, I mean, I, it's, 
But it, it's not to say it's a bad match. No, it's not to say it's it, it's. I think right down the middle, it's a different version of what we got in the opener. You know, it's still there's still a lot of action that's going on because you have like this 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 entire stable just attacking at will about Balls Mahoney. So, um, but yeah, now we got the Nova run in. So now we're gonna do we're gonna build right into our next match here, which um, we've got a uh, yeah. Um, Nova, Nova, and Julio De Niro, the steroid man himself, has to defend his honor against a, a still a very angry Nova. Yeah, he's just channeling his Chris Chetty anger into somebody he's still else. Angry. Yep. Martin, tell us all about it. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> you took a shit. Um, this this was fun. This was a very fun match. Again. Really into Nova, his his new look at this point, his new sort of harder edge. Um, he's fine. I mean, Balls Mahoney's still around, and he starts chasing everybody else around. Um, but there's some fun moves. Um, I think De Niro gets a vertibreaker, doesn't he, at some yeah. point? Um, the only thing that kind of hurts this is there are a couple of flubs. That the crowd oh like mercilessly. These cra- this crowd, man, you don't mess they'll, up. They'll turn on you on a dime. Yeah, anybody, it's, anybody I, doesn't matter. It becomes a bit more prevalent later on, but I there, there's points in the show where I have issues with this crowd, and I think they actively harm my enjoyment of the show. I hate this crowd. Yeah, because um, there's Maybe a very very are. weird sloppy Inzagiri kick from Nova. I think yeah. he ends up having to kick De Niro in the back. Yeah, he still gets him. But yeah, just not where he intended. That's that's it, and they kind of lose the crowd. Um, it's it's fine. I mean, Nova wins with a swanton, which is weird because for someone like Nova, who were were told constantly innovates moves, for him right. to then borrow someone else's for his finish feels a little bit weird. It's a little bit clunky, but fun. So I, I went for six. Six. Okay, gotcha. Jason, how about you? Um, I'm like Nova's new look. It's he's still doing the superhero stuff. I gotta admit, I don't ever think I thought or ever thought I would see a black greatest American hero shirt. Um, that's not like a, a t-shirt idea I associate with dark colors. Um, but it's still more angry Nova where he's really going to it. Um, here we get annoying Confederate hen- Confederate warriors still getting like shit tons of air. It's just like, I want to like this guy, but I, I just can't. I think I it was with me. It's it's not the, 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 the gimmick or anything. It's it's his gear. It's that weird sort of... It's a lot of red. <laughs> prolapse red. Heath Slater could angry, kill this guy. Angry pro, prolapse yeah, red anger. You know, yeah, gear. Is, it's the fucking worst. He looks... He looks like a complete chump, and not in the good kind of way. He just looks low rent, which in a stable <laughs> called Hot Commodity is is like a fucking crime. low returns. Right? Yeah. There was a um. The he refund. Reminds me of, <laughs> he reminds me of uh, there was a local wrestling federation years ago that would run infomercials, really with a few matches, but in between all the matches, it was come to our wrestling school. And they would be come check out our superstars, the Indians with attitude, 
And then their other guy was Texas Johnny Dollar. <laughs> and he looked che- like cheap as shit, which was, you know, with a name like Texas Johnny Dollar was awesome. But I think that's what I'm seeing from this guy because this guy's whole his catchphrase was, hey, big man, let me hold a dollar. Um, which I think would get over as hell, but it, it just, I don't know. I think that's what it is. Is this guy really, he doesn't fit. You got this team called Hot Commodity, you got Easy Money, you got Julio De Niro, and then you got Food Stamp, is I guess the, the way to put him. Um, but getting back to the, the match, Nova's getting his ass kicked left and right by these three guys, and Balls Mahoney is still out there and just decides to mosey on in and help about three minutes into the ass whooping. Um, and then Nova pulls out the win, but Balls Mahoney's music plays. I hate yeah. that. So everyone can sing, oh, we got big ball. I hate that. Um, I mean, it was still a, you know, still a good match. Like the De Niro kids got some, you know, going this well against Nova's got some moves. I, I managed, managed, to wash, managed to wash the stink of Heroes of Wrestling off of him. <laughs> he has. But yeah, a five on this one. I had I had this at a four. I thought, man, oh man, this was a d- big bag of dump. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think it was that bad. I think De Niro is bad. I think he is bad though. I think Nova has to do a hell of a job of trying to carry this thing and make it um, make it decent. I, I my biggest thing was like, this is so sloppy. It's just sloppy, sloppy all over the place. Um, but um, and I thought the 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 it. You know, the thing you mentioned, Jason, like, Balls Mahoney just wakes up from whatever slumber we just went into and just decides, oh, I'm going to, now I'll go even the odds for this guy, and then we'll play my music afterwards. It just kind of yeah. wasn't F you to Nova, it felt like. And I, Ball- I just don't Ma- get Mahoney it. basically Hogan's all over. You want me to go win the title for your brother? Yeah. <laughs> no. You look at the match with Chetty, like, that was a tough, tight contest between two pretty evenly matched dudes. We're, like, and again, like, just... The continuation. I was like, okay, so he had. I'm I'm trying to rope this back into our original comments about Chris Candido matches and Taz matches. You know, like mm. when we would see them lock up. It's like, why is it taking you this long to dispatch of this man? It's like, dude, you you tore apart Chetty. You know, fairly reasonable time. You should be able to wax De Niro. <laughs> and you want to wax time. me? You're gonna wax me, huh? You gonna do it? But um, that's. That's where I'm at with it. I mean, hey, I mean, it, Nova, it, Nova is the saving grace. So, did you have yours? I did not. I can't. See, I always forget. <laughs> I just, I keep, I keep forgetting. I feel like these matches are just whatever the ref wants to see. <laughs> whatever the ref wants. <laughs> like, two guys, two guys run in that he likes. That'll do. Ring the bell. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes guys will run in the bell won't ring, but, you know, whatever. I think what would be really interesting for Nova is if he turned heel with this new look and he was kind of like a bizarro Nova, like to go with that, because he's already wearing black yep. and, and he's already got this kind of grungy look to him. I, I'd, I'd, I'd really like to see this character take a, like a dark turn, because seeing him like this, seeing him with Balls Mahoney, uh, it, it doesn't exactly work. He needs to turn with Jerry Lynn. They need to team up. Under Cyrus, that would have been cool. Yeah, not as a tactic, but they. Well, were no, no, no. But as like a stable. Yeah, yeah, because especially how much Cyrus uh, put over Nova in a lot of the uh, yeah. in a lot of his matches. Um, we're starting to get an influx of wrestlers with money related names. 
that aren't even in the same stable. <laughs> like, you know, easy money, Julio De Niro, Kid Cash. Kid Cash is easy money. Like, you can't say that money line with Kid Cash anymore. It's just, it's getting to be a bit much. Do we, do we reckon it's perhaps Paul's sort of frustrations boiling over? <laughs> Maybe. I you know mean, how, like... how Vince would book stuff based on what was going on in his life at the time? Like we had The Goon because hockey was outdrawing his TV shows. <laughs> or we had, um, well, the right to censor was a huge, huge middle finger to the uh, to the PTC. Folks, let me tell you something about L. Brent Bozell, the third. <laughs> they, they would trash him on Raw. It was so funny. What? There's a name for you. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I'd give this match a six. Whoa. All right, so... Backstage Rhino has again found the camera. Tells us Spike Dudley's a big pussy. The biggest of them all. And Rhino might not have the compassion to let Spike Dudley survive. He has gone to Ultimate Warrior levels of insanity. In his... And you know what? I fucking love it. Yes, but I can follow the promo. A little bit. Even bad. if yeah. it doesn't make sense, it's just because... Shake your face out is pretty out there. Yeah, I, mean... I just know that means he's going to hurt him. Like when you start talking about jet fuel and shit, I get a little lost. But uh <laughs> you know, you know, sacrifice. Yeah. Also, what did that door ever do to Rhino? Because he's gonna beat the shit out of it for the next <laughs> that two door papers. killed his parents. Be great if there was somebody in the bathroom in that behind that door. And just what the just, hell's going what? on out there? <laughs> it is the old the one. One. No, 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 no. The Hammers ballroom. It's British Bulldog's dog. It's Matilda. Oh, it's a- <laughs> 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 Where did that come from? Oh, that's that old Jake Roberts story. <laughs> when he gave X-Lax to British Bulldog's dog. Uh, oh. And he kept oh, banging yeah. on the hotel a door. Of, a lot of chili dogs. A lot of chili dogs. He kept kind of feeding them through. And he kept... We put it on one of our episodes. He kept banging on the door. And, and Matilda just shit all over the place. <laughs> and British Bulldog comes in the room. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And the whole reason was because he'd put a... Bulldog would put a cigarette in, in uh, Damien's bag and not tell Jake. So when Jake would go and grab Damien, like he'd get, like J- Damien would bite him. <laughs> so Jake, of course, you know, Jake, Mom, let me tell you what I did. Yeah. The, this N- nothing tops what that other, <laughs> that other story. I don't think we ever talked about that one. That is a dark. Story. The, the one where the, the sausage. That's yes, on, that's on an episode. Oh, it is. Okay. Yes, it the is. Sausage story is terrifying. <laughs> I think. <laughs> that is a season two gem, I think. Uh, all right, so um, we talked about the promo. Okay, now we have Don Marie photos in the shower that are advertised, as well as Jasmine available on the ECW website, as well as an intriguing story about the Dudley Boys. Those are some low res photos. Oh yeah, even for the time. Oh yeah, no detail there. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Charlie was checking. <laughs> and also, Super Bowl tickets are available. How can ECW yes. afford to give away Super Bowl tickets? Like, I was like, bullshit. Like, yeah, did anyone ever win those? I would love to know that if, if anyone ever won the Super Bowl tickets that ECW promised because ECW, I think, was out of business by the time the Super Bowl rolled around. Yeah. No, yeah. I, February? Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> holy shit. Pretty sure. But, um, okay. That sets us up for a very intriguing championship match. Oh, yeah. The full-blooded Italians are the current ECW World Tag Team Champions. They are defending against 
Danny Doring and Roadkill in a match where if Danny Doring and Roadkill lose, they have to split up as a tag team. Which to me, and like they remember there there were other little hints they dropped that like uh, that that they planted the seed. It seemed like for Doring like to to do a turn or somebody to do a turn. When Joey mentions it, Joey mentions something about like I I didn't make a note of it. And I should have, but um, there are these little things that they they try to tease. Not a lot. But it was like, man, especially when you have that stip, you're like, God, they're going to do it. such a weird stip. It is. Yeah. A couple mm. little notes here. Um, November 11th, Danny Doring and Roadkill promo with the Guido action figures talking about how... I have that. <laughs> how um, about getting a shot at the tag team titles while Doring talks, Roadkill breaks the figure into pieces. It's, <laughs> and, it's, and this is a great note by Colin. Not a good advert for the quality of your merchandise. November... <laughs> They break this easily. Yeah, don't have them fight New Jack. No, <laughs> November eighteenth, Danny Doring and Roadkill beat Bilvis Wesley in the product. <laughs> <laughs> when Doring pinned the protege who wasn't in the match with the buggy bang. Well, the, whatever. The FBI attack post match with Sal splashing Doring before cutting off some of his hair. Sal then hits Roadkill with a bonsai da- bonsai drop before trimming Roadkill's beard. So that's oh, where all man. that came in. So. That leads us into, is it Martin now? Yep. Go for it, sir. This is a big one. It is. It is. But uh, it's uh, it's a good one. <laughs> Again, roadkill still fucking over. I love the fact Tony Mamaluke gets announced as 2,476 liquid ounces. That's great. If they wanted to take the racism just a little bit further, they could have said it was liquid ounces of ragu. Um, my one sort of best my my favourite sign of the night bring bring back the big Don (laughs) a a Tommy Rich return is just what ECW needs Yeah, man that seems like an eternity ago from Nashville, Italy (laughs) Um, but yeah this is fun Um, Guido and Dorian are really good at the beginning um, as they kind of exchange holds and uh, another like chop battle for the ages begins. Um, Roadkill gets to do his thing again. The fans eat up everything that he he's doing. Um, him and Sal brawl, which is oh, it's awesome. yes. it's so yeah, good. If, I never knew I wanted it. The dive, the yeah, dive. Oh, I marked gonna, out. If you're ever going to do a singles match between those two, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. Um, uh, and then Mamluk hits Roadkill with a tornado DDT on the floor. Oh my god! Out, man. Away from the mats. Yeah. Fuck that! That looked like it hurt. Um. And that it 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 maintains like this really nice steady pace. It doesn't seem to drag too much. Um. Yeah, we got Roadkill dives onto Sal. Um. How about the super kick that Doring does to Tony that kicks him off the planet? Oh, yeah. Oh, is that the yes. one that, where he goes over the guardrail? Yeah. The fans are just yep. shocked. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. with Cyrus's, Cyrus's line, so much for Marmaluke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think anybody was expecting that, that to happen. Perhaps least of all Tony Marmaluke. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, that super kick, and then the, we get the the buggy bang, and yeah, Doring and Roadkill win. They don't have to play up. Oh, they finally get the tag belts. A nice feel good ending with a 
somewhat clunky match. Again, the fans find something to to um, sort of latch onto when Doreen, in my notes, hits quote something off of the off the top for booze. Um, oh, I think yeah. it's like calling audible, but again, they this crowd are just rabid to pick up on any imperfection. Um, that said, I gave it a seven. It was really enjoyable because it's teams that I like. Jason, how about and you? It's not. Um, one little thing I liked a lot that was is very subtle is when they're doing the intro. Doring doesn't do his normal poses. He's all business. Um, so, which is really good. I think this match would have benefited if they would have told the crowd that if Doring and Roadkill lost, they had to split up since they can't see the video packages. Um, I don't think they knew. I think it would have added because the crowd would have been even more invested in this match. So they would have been really on these pinfalls um, and near falls that were coming up. Uh, just, It was real fun. I don't have a lot of notes on the match because I was sitting back enjoying it because it's something mm-hmm. that we had talked about that we really wanted to see these guys get to this level. And here they are. And I'm almost tempted to rate the match a lot higher than it should be because I'm excited for them to win the tag team championship. Like I was really just biting on this match every little bit. Um, I mean, there was nothing I could really point out with the any of the moves or anything else that happened in the match. Really, um, I'm just Doring and Roadkill get the tag team championship, so I'm gonna give this bad boy an eight. Charles. So usually when we Charles, yeah, Charles. So usually when we watch these shows, I'm just like, okay, yeah, oh, I like this guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually just kind of put the book down and I was like, I really want to see this match, you know, and to. I ordered this pay-per-view, but I didn't remember really any of this. So I was like, I don't know if they win or not. I really, really want them to win, which is great because, you know, wrestling's not real. Right. So I got really invested in the match, and oh, I was so happy. And the best part is that the match was actually really good. Um, Like, (laughs) Roadkill, man, he is a big dude. He really is. But standing next to Sally looks like nothing. So, and I didn't know that they would go that far with it. And for him to jump off that top rope Holy onto Sal, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I ate that shit up. I give this an eight. Speaking of eight, easily, isn't it funny when they they say, "Where's my pizza?" Sally ate it. It's one of those <laughs> the first, yeah. one of the best call response chants I've ever heard. Uh, but yeah, I give it an eight. It's nice to see them get it. But not only that, like they have worked so hard, and to see hard work get paid off in pro wrestling is a treat. So easily an eight for me as well. I absolutely, I, I actually, I, I, it doesn't happen often, but I was at work like at 6 a.m. watching this match, and I got up. No one's in the building. I, I, you do I got, yeah. Best of what I got? I, I stood up. I actually popped out of the chair. I had a fist pump, and I yelled out, yeah, really loud. Because I was, was fucking like, A right. Because it really was. Like, we've seen them just grow so much. Like, what a joke they were. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell were yep. they thinking putting these two guys together? <laughs> right. Like, this really is the movie Kingpin. Like, it's ridiculous. And it worked over time. I was like, you know, Doring, like, you know, I know he went through the weird things with Lita when they had her as the, the ring rat, whatever she was. And then, oh, God dang, it was so cool just to... And and it was cool to see the FBI, like, even though it wasn't... They were even, great, too. Yeah, they did it. Mm-hmm. I, I think Mamalu kind of looks hilarious. It looks like he forgot his trunks and he had to found some red ones and found an extra pair of guidos to put on over it. Yeah. I like that when he gets his name announced, he he hides his face with his hair. 
Like he's waiting for his name to get yelled so he can throw his hair back and reveal yep. the face. It's like and Taz, he loved Taz. That's yeah, funny. it's just like that's a normal looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't nothing much different about that guy. Yeah. All right. No, but uh, really good. They when we as we talk about when we get towards the end of this thing, it's like talking about the the the, the true like great stories within ECW and. They're another one, like right next to Carino. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. What a journey. So They earned it. Backstage, Spike Dudley says, fuck you, man. To Rhino. <laughs> oh, this promo is wonderful. <laughs> he I lists- my name's Rhino. I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> he lists off opponents that have fallen to him that were as big or dangerous. Notice how he didn't say Mike Austin. No. <laughs> who fucking yeah. killed him. <laughs> Put him on the shelf for a year. What a match. It felt like a year. It wasn't a year. He runs out of gas at the end of the promo and just says, I'm <laughs> fuck you, motherfucker. And, and then, then he, there's a split second yeah. where he looks away like, is it over? Yeah, he looks at <laughs> Did we? It's like, it reminds me of in Die Hard where, uh, where Bill Atherton gets punched. He's like, did you get did that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's all. And then we cut to this little this new bit where we get to see the ring crew guy, ring or Talboy. Talboy wiping the ropes and he's the Tony of uh, ECW. Yeah, remember the guy in the yes. fatigues? Yeah, he was a beat down. Man. Yeah, Smack- yeah, to sidestep that. So he reminded me of this guy in SmackDown versus Raw 2009. Tony it was John Cena's military buddy or whatever. <laughs> yep. and we beat the shit out of him. Like any opportunity we could, like throw Tony in there. Like it would be like a star-studded Money in the Bank match and Tony. <laughs> Tony though was one that if if you're in the Royal Rumble and you get him, you're like just no. Me. Just- no I'm gonna exit the ring. Just hit me. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> be like ten minutes of dealing with this guy and I'm like. Well, you're not even trying to win the match. I know. He's got him up on the apron, beating him with a chair. Immediately, Bell would ring off the apron, running around. (laughs) Spear! (laughs) You think you know me? (laughs) So, uh, this is a bit, though. This is going to become a bit of this match. Cyrus is so annoyed by Tal. So, do they do this after every match, I guess? Who knows? I... See, here's the thing. Like, I, I think they do. They do. They, we've just never seen it because it hasn't become a part of a match until <clears throat> this one here. So we've got C.W. Anderson versus Tommy Dreamer. All right. Okay, yeah, interesting. Yep. Jason, wh- what do you have to say on this one? Tommy's Tommy Dreamer's problem is Jesus, which is hilarious. When he's coming out and Cyrus is talking all that shit about Tommy Dreamer and his entrance is coming through and... He keeps going on about how he should stay out longer to be healthy, and his career is almost over. And he starts that sentence, Tommy Dreamer's problem is, and that's when Tommy comes out of the entryway and does his little Tommy Dreamer stand, and he just goes, Jesus. I was <laughs> dying laughing. Because it was just like, I was like, Tommy Dreamer, oh, I was like, Charlie's probably saying the same thing. Um Throughout the match, there's a, a guy, and and you, you'll probably see him. He's in, like, that gunmetal gray, green jacket that's, like, right on the front row. He is really, really wanting to get Tommy Dreamer's attention yes. uh, without fighting. Um, I mean, he's, like, holding that beer, huh, 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 in Tommy's face, like, constantly. When they come back from battling in the crowd, the guy's still doing it. Tommy looks him right in the eye and then shakes his head and walks away. Yep. Um, I'm just laughing. I was like, "Damn!" It's like, uh, no the the 
Dreamer's pile driver that he does that the camera's on like a bad angle just looks like shit because camera's fault. Um, yeah, but I mean like C.W. Anderson's fucking head is on Tommy Dreamer's nutsack. Um, and when the match didn't end with the big the bit with Louis dangerously running in and then here comes Paul and then C.W. Anderson uh, you know, and like all this other stuff when the match doesn't end with that the crowd just loses interest Yep. for the next little bit like obviously yeah. it's a shit crowd anyway um, I mean I could care less I mean like it's great to see C.W. Anderson go to town on Tommy Dreamer but I mean I could care less three now one thing I forgot I meant like so I was just I, I kind of skipped out of my own copy here real quick talking about the um, uh, the pre-match stuff that, of course, like there's the usual kind of back and forth building it up. C.W. Anderson attacks, like Gertner, a lot of other people, like, you know, just looking big, strong, everything. Here's something that's fascinating, though, real quick. Because this kind of shows you, because, you know, we know we're getting to the end. So it's like, where's Tommy Dreamer really, like, mindset-wise towards this? Because he's through and through. Like, it, we make fun of it, but he is truly, like, ECW, like, at its core. He is 100% mm-hmm. part of that. So, November to Remember pre-shows aired on the 11th of November. Tommy Dreamer has a promo from the pre-show of November to Remember where he mentions Nitro with his first 10 words. Then goes on to bash WCW for having less of an attendance than November to Remember. So, you know, he's getting a little, getting a little chippy out there. <laughs> we can't do the TNN thing anymore, so now we'll just move on. In a way, he's kind of inadvertently bashing both of them. You can't even outgross us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Charlie, what did you think about this match? I loved it. You did? I did. I don't know where a three's coming from. Uh, uh, the, f- the finish of the match is fucking awesome. Like, it's not a spine buster through a table. It's spine buster through a table reversed. You know, it's a, oh, my God. That Jesus. Looks, that looks very dangerous. It's brutal. But C.W. Anderson, like, he's kind of starting to formulate his own kind of identity like on his own and oddly enough tommy dreamer is the one who's going to get it out of him like that's all right like these guys have a really good chemistry together i'd give this a seven seven? martin how about you um (laughs) leave it to me to be somewhere in the middle um (laughs) i liked the idea of this match i didn't like the match um the whole I think it should have ended with Louis Dangerously and Paul Heyman coming out. Yeah, um, we need to mention that Paul Heyman, we get to see because yeah. with yep. Lou with another cell phone, he gets another insurance claim, Jason, and then uh, <laughs> and then Paul apparently uses his too, gets another deductible, and blocks him. Um, I think yeah, this is this is the bit where the fans it becomes a bit more annoying because at some point in this, I think they start chanting for Sabu. Which yeah. Really, really pissed me off. Um, yeah, the 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 finish, the spine buster through an upside down table, looked fucking painful. Mm. But the rest of it, I just wasn't too fussed with. Um, I, it's weird to see Dreamer in such a low position on the card, and I kind of think that CW maybe deserves better at you know even at this point. So I went for a four. Just, just below average. Um, I've got it at a five. I'll say this: I like, I, I agree with Jason about the once they do the cell phone spot, the match should have pretty much had to gone to the finish after that. Well, I think isn't there bullshit chance shortly after that? 
I think I think so. I think you're right. There's I, there's a ton of chance in this match. Some which, some yeah. of them I can't understand. I, I agree. Sucks. Yeah. But um, I'll tell you what I really liked. I I loved C W Anderson doing the the chair with the shoulder and the ring post. Oh. Awesome. Like, yeah, all, all of his arm stuff made sense this time around. Not because he has an arm-based finisher, but he's yeah. trying to fuck Prima's arm up. And that Ferris wheel, by the way, another great that move? finishing move. Yeah. That's a cool move. It's just that match. Like The the thing that's tough with Tommy Dreamer matches is that like when you just think about him in theoretical terms, like, oh, yeah, Tommy Dreamer and C.W. Anderson are going to have a hardcore match. And you think about any match, it should be every Tommy Dreamer match should be better than... Um, than it turns out to be, but it's just the guy like has a slow, you know, kind of undeveloped offense at times. Like Tommy Hawk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he is not. There's nothing smooth about anything he does. Mm-mm. His DDT's okay. Yeah. It's alright. His Piccoli driver is fine. You notice that though, his moves are very old school. Yeah, like for such a the innovator of violence. What's his finisher? It's a DDT. But that's the thing. What has he been? What have you done lately, Tommy? Right. What have you been innovating lately? You haven't. Mm-hmm. So the. Uh, sorry. No, that's right. I was gonna say that what he's done is you know still take those like thirty-five cane shots from Sandman six years ago. Yeah. Um, mm. But to to go back, Charlie, when you're saying where did the three come from? Um, just me thinking about it is the the match before gave like well like every one of us just you know a natural very positive emotional response like it just you know it just happens um because we were really invested in Doring and roadkill and then we we liked the fbi whereas every i think it's just where it's grinding on me is every tommy dreamer match feels like they try to manufacture drama and man and make you they're, they're not just like giving you something to to be invested in they make you feel invested it just felt like it was it was too much for me um so i mean i would have loved to see cw anderson do that to someone else but that's just where it came from as i felt it was too much of a manufactured oh no it's another tommy dreamer match so it's just usually tommy dreamer he always loses i mean that's always that's his thing but he always loses to an already established main event type star and cw anderson this is for me the best match Tommy Dreamer's had in a long time. And on top of that, he's helping a guy. Because Tommy Dreamer, he can lose and it just doesn't seem to matter. Like, it just it doesn't hurt him. So for, for him to do that for a newer guy who can, and as we will see, especially in the next match, show that he is capable of doing more than what he's being given. I, I, I really like that. And plus, I just like seeing Tommy Dreamer get beat up. Uh, and, and, and we talk about functions, roles. Like that is his role yep. in ECW. Is like you're gonna beat on him. You'll mm-hmm. probably he'll do his he'll do the pose. Oh my god! He might get busted open. Yeah. And somehow he'll he'll kick out a million times and then small package. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey Vince, you, you want me to tell you the finish? No. <laughs> just show me. But uh, so um, yeah. I but overall, like five out of ten. Like I I I can't. I'll be interested to revisit the next show, mm-hmm. how they elevate it and everything. Because I do think it's cool that what he's doing. It is it, There is an importance to working Tommy Dreamer. There's something important to it mm-hmm. because his matches themselves. Like I, I know we we he's another guy we just we, like New Jack just dump on religiously. But if you look strategically, when a guy wrestles Tommy Dreamer, it usually means they're moving in a direction. Mm-hmm. Granted, unfortunately, we're about to get cut short with this timeline to see really where. C.W. Anderson would be headed, 
but um, is this? I, I is this the, um, go ahead, Martin. Just a quick thing. I know they're both heels, but could you imagine CW versus Rhino? Jesus, because that's the bizarre thing. It's like you CW Anderson lost title? that. He, CW Anderson lost that match to Carino. Mm-hmm. Remember for number one contendership to the belt, and then just seemed to vanish. Right, like down the car, like just. Went right back to working Kid Cash last show, which is like, what? Why? So let's talk about this crowd for just a second, because I think this was the, the show where I saw it. I should have written it down, but I think it's this one. Is there a sign in the crowd that says C.W. Anderson, but the C and the W stand for can't wrestle? Yes. Yeah, that is. Fuck that guy. Oh, yeah. It's- no, seriously. Like, that is such bullshit. I don't know where he's getting that from. You know, like, he's a very smooth wrestler. Yeah. Like everything has a crispness to it, like Randy Orton. Like we so shit no, on Randy Orton, but that guy is crisp. Yo, he's and fantastic. Safe. Yeah. So I, I have no idea where that guy is coming from on that. So let's move. Let's move into our neck. We go backstage. Mikey has a Mikey Whiprick has a puppet and uh, <laughs> tries to play along with Tajiri, who is bummed about Sinister not being there. But say no more, as the man himself returns with a reattached finger and a laughing toe. Speak of the devil, and he shall appear. That's right. So here we go. Up next, Rhino, still our ECW World Television Champion, is defending it against Spike Dudley. little backstory here. Backstage on November 25th, Spike goes rhino hunting and enters a room where Rhino's been cutting promos for the past two weeks, closing the door behind him. This is what we saw at the beginning of the pay-per-view. Heyman and some staffers can't get the door open, and when they finally do, they see Rhino smashing Spike's head against something to get his fix for violence. December wow. 2nd. Rhino pinned Kid Cash with a pile driver from the top turnbuckle. Good God. From the top. <laughs> to retain the DV title. You know gotta it. be sure. <laughs> Post-match, Rhino props the table in the corner. Spike's music hits. And when he enters the ring, Rhino tries to gore him through the table. But Spike leapfrogs, sending Rhino crashing into it himself. Spike then hits an acid drop onto Rhino. Nice. That's powerful stuff. So. Who are we up to? Who's is it me? Yeah. Oh, all Jason, right. you did you did you did the? I did the last one. Yep. Yep. So, man, so because <laughs> so, when I, when I saw so disappointed, well, no, it's not really disappointment. It's more of just kind of horrified. So Spike uh, is so he's laying on the ring apron like his head. And so basically his chin, or sorry, his throat is right under where the bottom rope is. Rhino grabs a chair and hits Spike in the head while he's, his, he is on the ground with his head. Like it, to see it, like it was just like, oh my God, like you would never do something like that. Like it's, it was just horrible. Um, I like the psychology of the match quite a bit, like with Spike Dudley working his leg. Like hard to do the gore that way. Rhino is so fast. Yeah, it's like, that's really all Spike can do. Which is really smart. Um, they go to the crowd. Spike, where the hell are they? Oh, there he is. It dives right off the atrium. <laughs> Boy, the camera gets zoomed in just in the oh, nick good. of time. Yeah, just barely. Um, God, God, this is so good. When Spike goes for the acid drop. Oh, my drop, God. It's I, such a fake out. Oh, I freaked out. It. I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> it's just, you don't see it, but you hear this crash. And you're like, oh, there was a table there, wasn't there? <laughs> Poor At least you hope so. Yeah. Uh, uh, God, this crowd. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, they Go start a Goldberg chant after uh, Rhino hits a gore. And it's like... Which is mm. bizarre, because we're in December of 2000. Mm-hmm. 
the gore is completely well it's not completely different from the spear but it's it's the way he does it is different like it's just it's just nasty. not the same it's move nasty, yeah there's there's thing. no real like finesse to it i guess is the no, word i don't do a pose for it like i wouldn't revenge right uh I'll, spike dudley taping rhino's leg uh to the bottom rope it's just well maybe if this was a last man standing match like this was always like the move to do to john cena or batista or batista like to try to win the last man standing match (laughs) um wait a minute right oh man i love the finish oh my god it's like it's a finish out of anger it's just no it's just i'm gonna fucking choke you out and it's just we're gonna put an end to this shit right now and he ends up choking spike out and that's the end of the match i love that just really clever uh i give this a i give this a seven okay martin how about you um yeah the fans this this was a match where the fans got completely on my nerves the Goldberg chant at the go, and they start chanting for RVD, mm-hmm. like pretty much from the beginning, and it that really pissed me off. I, I I get that they were expecting to see him and that kind of thing, but come on, just it's like with the CM Punk chants nowadays. It's like just fuck off. Just if if you're gonna be there to complain, why be there? But the actual match itself makes sense because I mean, yes, Spike has beaten. Like, you know, big dudes, big lumbering dudes. But Rhino's, pardon the pun, a whole different animal. He's a, yeah, he's different. Uh, yeah. Um, the stuff in the crowd didn't seem to make much of a, an impact, really, or much of a point. Um, the the big dive, again, fun. Felt like we just kind of have to have a dive in here now. Um, listening through headphones again got a bit of a cut. Uh, conversation as as the, before the balcony spot happens, um, you can hear someone go, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Which I thought was quite funny. The yeah, the, the uh, reversing the uh, the acid drop. I keep wanting to call it the Dudley Dog. I'm too brainwashed oh, by yeah, WWE. The Dudley Dog. Um, <laughs> fantastic. And yeah, the choke thing. Bit weird that it's on Spike. It's I mean Spike's gimmick is that he can be utterly manhandled but fine for what it is again the crowd absolutely shit on it yeah, yeah i know it's it. weird it's i, I liked like it boo a choke finish and then go dead silent it's it's kind of underplayed when rhino gets up yep. and gores the ref you know because yeah. it's like i like to think that rhino did it because he he his, his leg was too weak you know or it was tied or, to the rope I or like whatever the, like Spike's always going to keep coming at you. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm just going to yeah. end this now. Yeah, yeah and then stop. Oh, I loved it. I and, and yeah, I forgot that the crowd shit on it, and I was like, no, that's a great way to end this match. I I went for a six as my rating. Fun, but again, the crowd kind of took me out of it. Jason, how about you, sir? Um, I like how Spike really, really opens this match up by going after Rhino. Um, last. You know, you normally don't see, with the exception of the the New Jack match that we just saw, you know, we we've rarely ever seen Rhino in a selling position, and it's weird to see Spike do it, but it's great. Uh, Spike goes for kind of his own little gore and almost yes. breaks his neck on Rhino's big ass leg. Um, it's just good. The crowd, like, I just got more notes, like the crowd yelling, uh, "Boring!" Is this where Rhino turns around and yells, "Fuck you, New York"? I think so. Uh, I think he does. Yeah. 
Because I mean, I think the the crowd, I think the wrestlers in the back are talking about. Because I I'm not a fan of this crowd. It seems like a large percentage of them are just there to yell, and they don't care what they're yelling. They're not there to watch the ma- the matches. They're just ready to go. Most of my notes are about fuck this crowd. Um, I do think it's funny that we're expected to believe that Rhino's leg is going to be held down with that little bit of tape. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, because it's not like um, it's duct tape or anything. No, this is like like just athletic wrapping tape um just i will i'd like the choke out finish it was different it also in a, in a way it it makes spike look better too because the guy who's just murdered everybody with a gore has to do something different to put spike down mm-hmm. um which goes with, with the spike's tenacity so it look you know it, it helps out it makes rhino look like a killer but it also still keeps spike looking like a tough little motherfucker mm-hmm. uh, i gave this the five uh, I have it as seven. I, the, the only thing I'll say afterwards, man, after the chair shots afterwards while he's on the ground, oh. unconscious, look terrifying. And then just Mike Keener, just, oh, yeah, see you, buddy. There's a target. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a cool choice to do the choke out. That was a really neat idea. I thought idea. so, too. Because, yeah, like Jason it's said. It's done enough. No, it's not. It's, it's, well, if, sometimes it's, when it's done, it's not done correctly. Right. But Jason's right, though. It's, Spike looks strong. At the end of this match, even yeah. with losing, yeah. and and because of that, that a guy like Rhino would have to resort to a move like that. Um, now we go to a repeat promo of the ECW website, same one, same one we got earlier about they're teasing the Dudleys or the, the info on the Dudleys, and you get the and we get all these great uh, sex CPU puns from Joel Gertner. Oh yeah, man, he is. <laughs> He's all over the place with this. Oh yeah, yeah. Francine then comes into Carino's dressing room and wants to give him a warm up. Carino says he's already he already took care of himself, but offers up Victory, who once again flashes the high spot sign. Francine reasons out that Victory sometimes has the world title belt and takes him away. Carino decides he wants to get himself over too then. Just Incredible attacks Steve Carino, and Francine apparently and fittingly bites Victory's dick off. Somebody bit Victory's dick off. <laughs> it finally happens. Yep. Sharp teeth are a bitch. And 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 Just Incredible looks at her and goes, So are you. Man, it feels like the end feels feels like what was that? Was that Batman Returns? Um, Lives a bitch. I don't think on. anybody gets that dick yes. off in Batman Returns. I didn't think of that, but yeah, she does say that. <laughs> so Man, that, 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 where they keep, We finally got a bit dick off. I know joke. If it actually paid off. <laughs> yeah. So up High next. spot. Oh, 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 no boy, no. Up next, we have uh, Tajiri and Mikey Whipwreck taking on the team of Super Crazy and uh, Kid Cash. The mystery so, partner. That's right. Right. Oh yeah, he is the mystery. I sorry, I just filled it in. That's I got you. He, are you ever when you hear there's a mystery partner, you think, oh, Scott Hall? Yeah, is it was Seacosis? Yeah. Seacoast. <laughs> it sucks when I miss Anti fan del norte. <laughs> Anti fan of the north. Um, it's, it always sucks when How the mystery. How appropriate on a show with this annoying crowd that we get anti fan. <laughs> it always sucks when the mystery partner turns out to be somebody who's already employed. Yes. It's always kind of a downer. Yes. Oh, him. But I love Kid Cash. Or is it super crazy that's the mystery partner? No, it's. 
it's Kid Cash. It's Kid Cash. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, oh, let's go. I'll take a Kid Cash match. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I like that reaction. Yeah, why yeah. not? It's good. A payday bar, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a little bit of background. 18th of November, uh, Hot Commodity beat Mikey Whipwreck to Jiri and Super Crazy when Chris Hamrick pinned Tajiri with a leg drop from the top rope, following Super Crazy hitting Tajiri with a top rope drop kick when Easy Money moved out of the way. Post-match, Mikey tries to play peacemaker while Tajiri and Crazy argue. After Crazy offers a handshake, Tajiri accepts it, but quickly slaps Crazy in the face. This leads to Tajiri pinning Super Crazy after Mikey hit a whippersnapper on Super Crazy. And finally, on December 2nd, the Unholy Alliance challenged Super Crazy to find a partner for the pay-per-view. So, who's up on this one? Is that? I think it's Martin. Martin, how about mm-hmm. it? Um, again, it's Tajiri and Super Crazy, the uh, the turtle pairing. <laughs> um, so it's you know you kind of know what you're gonna get. Um, it's still fun. It's still fine, but it's surely there's something else that these guys can do that doesn't involve wrestling each other or wrestling with each other in some kind of weird combination. Um, There's some really, really good moves. And poor old Mikey takes a Hurricane Rana from the top rope to the floor via a table. That looked like it sucked for the poor guy. Um, And it's all very much, you know, good stuff. You know, you got dives. No, No balcony dive from Super Crazy, which is weird. But I suppose you, know, you couldn't have two balcony dives in two matches. Although Why this is not? Easy. Hey, man, let's do it. Yeah. Let's get crazy. Uh, my, favorite part Super was, crazy. <laughs> my favorite part was the finish where Tajiri just gets all <laughs> the <thunder>. <laughs> <laughs> He empties out the local Home Depot. He puts he uh, crazy. He's laid out in the ring. He puts chairs on him. He then puts a table over him and then double foot stomps through the table onto the chairs, onto Super Crazy. And thankfully, that's the end, because if that would have been a kick out at two, I would have screamed bullshit at my TV. Yep. The quickening that um, afterwards. <laughs> I th- the, the match is good, but familiarity does breed contempt, so I could only really give this a six. Purely because I just couldn't get over the, the hump of the, it's, it's these guys again. And the fact that how, he, how is Kid Cash a big reveal? Right. Yeah, it's, it, exactly. It might as no well offense just to Cash. He's, had him he's in the match. A fa- yeah, he's a fabulous guy, but you know, fabulous wrestler. Stand but... up, fella. <laughs> <laughs> when we're in the market, you'll pay your bills. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. It was. It was just again. It was just oh, this again. So that's the only thing going against it. Jason, did you hate it? <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I keep saying. Uh, I mean, because what do you think, Jason? What, what do you think, Charlie? Thank, yes, thank you. Um, I thought it was a, uh, you know, it's always good. It's always a good quality match when Tajiri and Super Crazy are involved in some way. But again, I mean, we sound like a broken record, but we're watching fucking broken record, so it makes sense. Um, one thing that's cool is when they do the dueling ten count spot, where the crowd can count in Spanish and show how much they know. Um, I was real surprised that Wrestling Kid Rock is really slow on a two count punch, because he's yes. like off by like a, almost a whole punch with the timing. Um, the whippersnapper onto the chairs through the table. Oh shit! I forgot that. Right. Oh yeah. I'm just. Like, I thought he was getting a stinger oh. again. I was like, "Don't do it." <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, figure they're gonna play off on it. Um, 
more the crowd ruining it. Like the crowd is really only into high spots. Like that, it's just they they all are talking amongst themselves until they see someone going for something crazy, and then they stop and watch, and then go back to it. And they're getting some killer shit in here. I mean, we just gave an example with the the whippersnapper through the chairs, to Jerry having to kill super crazy to put him down, um, all the shit, and then it's just crowd ruins it for me. Um, and I mean, the action in this match was really good. Um, like you said, Kid Cash is not a surprise. It'd be like you know when the Dudleys come out and Bubba's like, I got a surprise partner and it's Devon. I mean, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I don't know. A five. Charles, this match suck. Um, I'm just kidding. I didn't know. What'd you think? What'd you think of this? No, I, I, I liked it a lot. I really did. I mean, yeah, it's the same old thing, but, uh, the way that it goes about itself, I really, really liked. Um, the Frankensteiner through the table was, man, it was just brutal. And But Cyrus kind of made me feel a little bit better after I saw it. Because Cyrus's reaction was just, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's really he nothing really else you can say. Dwayne T. Robinson, doesn't he? <laughs> Jesus Christ, wow. pal. Um... Kid Cash is like the the new master of the Hurricane Rana, I guess. Like that seems to be his thing. Like the, there's one that he gives to Mikey Whipwreck uh, in the beginning of the match that it just looks incredible. But yeah, Jason's somewhat right in that there are these. The crowd seems to really only pop if uh, you almost die. It seems to be yeah these these ridiculous high spots and they just have to keep t- kind of topping each other. Super crazy and Tajiri have have a good series in the beginning, but they always do. It's it's not like they're gonna screw anything up when they do stuff like that. Um, I love the finish. It, it reminded me of the CW Tommy Dreamer finish, where it was like, yeah, that's it. And I was like, if yeah, if they kick out of that, then it's gonna be some bullshit finish that comes after. So I really like that. I give this an eight. You give it an eight. I'm just behind you to seven. Okay. I'm really. Cl- I I had a really good time watching this, and it really is just because like. Um, Again, we talk about roles where people fit in. Man, Kid Cash fits into this like a glove. Yep. Man, I, 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 I wish that's the triple threat match. I wish I could see more often is Kid Cash versus Super Crazy versus Tajiri, just to see how they would change things up instead of having Guido in there. Even though Guido adds an interesting dynamic because he's a shooter versus being kind of a high flying guy. But mm-hmm. damn, yeah, that finish is ridiculous. I mean, that is like good god. I mean that, yeah. Yeah, you could see it coming, and you're like, he's not really going to do that. And it, it, yeah, I don't see Finn Balor doing that anytime soon. You know what I mean? If he wrestles Lesnar, like, I, that's, I, I would love to see him try that on Lesnar. He might that kill would... him because he might bleed to death when he gets cut. But... <laughs> that, that would be a finish you could buy yeah. you know, on, in a Balor-Lesnar match. So, Jason, you gave it a five. Martin, you gave it a six. Is that right? Yes. Yep. So it's five, six, seven, eight. You got it. Okay. Thanks, Jason. I, th- I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna make a joke about that. Like, oh look. Oh no, no, no! I did notice that. I wasn't gonna point that out. Thank you, though. But um. But what were you thanking me for? I. Well, I asked. Well, I was honestly being uh, coy. I asked you if you had given this a five. I didn't hear anything, so I just. Thank you. Oh. So that was a five then. Okay. Good. Good. 
Debaldi's get off the subway with onlookers looking at them, talking quite loudly about the pay-per-view. Man, they're very curious about these uh, <laughs> filming proceedings. <laughs> What's going on with this? The blue Did people board. think it was Law and Order? The, <laughs> so was he smoking the uh, cigar on the subway? <laughs> okay. Um, the blue boy is in his car. Talking about how he can't he can't get a break in ECW since it's gone more conservative. Is it Jasmine that he picks up? Yep. Because he doesn't yep. he acts like it's never, he doesn't know who she is. Yeah. But he picks her up, and we're led to believe that she gives him a blowjob. End of segment. Cool. It's better than a tip. But yeah. But see, you you should number one never pick up a hooker that says she's looking for a massacre. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I do love that. That's what's so funny about it, is that she does say, like, are you looking for a mask? <laughs> and also, you can't use cruise control in New York City traffic. I know. Oh, what? Is that what he was, was doing? Gonna, yeah. Where is he doing? Well, he's like, I'm going to put the cruise control on. I'm just there. I mean, like, just the part of me is just like, all right, you know, I can su- suspend disbelief that a little guy the size of Spike Dudley has a chance against Rhino, but I'll be damned if I go against <laughs> cruise control regulations. <laughs> it's... The blue boy. Anyway. Up next, it is our... This is our, yep, this is our, our main, main event. event. It is Jerry Lynn versus Just Incredible versus Steve Carino, the defending ECW champion, with a belt on the line. A triple... Now we have a... Well, Three-way three dance. dance. An ECW original. That's right. All right, so... November 11th, Cyrus approaches Jerry Lynn backstage and says he can make him world champion again. On November 8th, Cyrus cuts a promo where he gives us facts about Jerry Lynn that he has researched. He says that he has heat due to the quote-unquote whole network thing. The new Cyrus is all about Jerry Lynn and tells him that I'm your friend. Justin Credible has a promo where he says that he should be the world champion as he pinned Jerry Lynn at November to remember. But it clearly does remember that it was double jeopardy yeah. rules. <laughs> Even he didn't know the rules for that match. <laughs> he opens a promo with a "Hey yo" and closes it with "Too sweet." This was the set. This was the set of taping for Scott Hall appeared on, but wasn't on TV. On the 25th of November, Francine is being made moist by Steve Carino's promo. Credible interrupts, and they both agree <laughs> to take Jerry Lynn out of the equation. Cyrus is outside Jerry Lynn's locker room where he uh, has drawn a star next to his name. He tells us that he has turned over he has turned over Cyrus is all about fixing Lynn's career and that he will be his he'll, <laughs> he'll be his beast friend. That would be funny if it really was his beast friend. Be his best friend. Steve Carino's title defense against Jerry Lynn went to a no contest when Credible appears and Kane's both men. The Kane shot gives Lynn an eye injury leaving Carino to cut a promo which brings out the Sandman. To try and get out of the match, Carino brings up his old fake appendix injury. <laughs> <laughs> appendix injury. And he got that from watching while watching, what was it, uh, Hardcore Heaven 2000? Yeah. Oh, man. There we go. Steve Carino pinned the Sandman with an old school expulsion onto a guardrail to retain the title. Ouch. Ow. Yeah. So now it is time for our main event. Wow. I was just re-reading. I was just rereading my notes because we're still on this Francine doing the Liz Estrada thing. I'm not gonna do anything until I get the, until you get the gold around your waist. So, 
proceed. Oh, is it me? Is it? Who is it? Is it Jay? I think Jason does this one, though, right? Yeah, I think so. Isn't that correct, Jason? All right. I believe it. I, I believe it is you that interrupts her. Here, I'll take it. Um, what's cool is right when this match is, you know, everybody's coming down to the ring, which we'll play that game again in a second, but Cyrus will not let Joey finish a thought. <laughs> Like, it's like they're doing commentary with each other over Skype. They keep uh, just every time Joey starts in on something, Cyrus starts in, and Joey tries to say the same thing like three times and then just gives up, moves on from the point. Um, I think Justin Incredible looks like shit with that trim beard. Um, I don't know. He just, it, it doesn't look really good. Um, so, you guys ready? Like, to make your guesses at how long the from the match, from the fucking entrances to the first fucking bell? Um, I'll I'll go first and I'll say I'll say less I'll say I'll say just five minutes. Okay, I'm gonna go seven thirty six. <laughs> All right, it's the Price is Right. <laughs> it is. That's I mean I, I'll, I'll play it hardcore. Six twenty four. Will is right. It is eight minutes and thirty one seconds of entrances. Jesus. The point I'm trying to make with this is like ECW fucking knows how, I mean they chew up time on these pay-per-views with non-wrestling stuff um, it, and the, you know it's a lot of time for a crowd to cool down especially because we, we got a, a video package we got a promo you get the whole blue boy shit and then almost 10 minutes of entrances and all between the, since the last match came on they probably got to clean uh, up all the blood yeah that's yeah. true um, but just at some point during the match, the crowd starts yelling, you sold out. Yeah, what, what is that in reference to? I mean, is it because there were rumors maybe Just Incredible was going to WWF? But I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, once uh, Just Incredible goes for a move on the guardrail and racks his knee. Oh, it's hilarious. Um, and Jerry Lynn comes in to just start hitting on him. And Just Incredible just grabs him and gives him the get off me, asshole, which is apparently the greatest defensive move in professional wrestling because yes. Jerry Lynn just obliged and walks he's like just moves on to the other yeah. guy um, when he when he goes into the rail sorry he does scream fuck an awful lot no, I have I have the whole thing written down it's fuck 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 god damn it get off me asshole <laughs> it was incredible <laughs> just incredible yeah um, one thing that's uh, really funny is that the point of the match where Justin Credible gets the microphone and cuts the promo on everybody, um, Cyrus's response was, he certainly has a way with word. No, I'm sorry, that's Joey, um, which I thought was awesome because he's literally just like, fuck you. It's like he, he's yeah. not being clever or original to anybody. Um, we get more of the crowd, more worried about Cat calling Francine, and they really, the announcers are really bringing up her god-awful horse teeth. Um I mean, her sharp teeth, sorry. Um, just they won't stop. Then they they have that miscued section and Just Incredible bust Francine's mouth mm. wide yeah. open. I was like, oh, that's pretty shocking. Jerry Lynn, again, the first one out, which is weird because it seemed like they're really a high on Jerry Lynn, but he's always getting eliminated, yep. Um, yep. which I guess is building to something. But it gets to the point where I think all the crowd's bullshit, it, at least to me, has gotten to the competitors because things kind of get sloppy. They get like where they look half-assed. Um, Justin Credible goes for something that's normally a pretty big spot for him. And he just yells, fuck you, New York, and does something a lot less exciting. Um, Carino at some point spits in a fan's face. That's yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, mm-hmm. Then we get the Carino wins. Here comes Sandman's music plays. He beats the shit out of Steve Carino and steals the belt. And one of the announced was just goes, can anyone make sense of this? No. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. It's like they just, I don't know, they just completely killed everything for me. The match itself was good. Um, I'm taking all as a whole, so I'm going to give it a six. Okay, Charlie, what'd you think? Um, Cyrus calls Jerry Lynn the Bret Hart of ECW, which I guess from a work rate standpoint, that would be right. But Jerry Lynn, as much as I like him, he's not exactly the guy that you can rest a company's shoulders uh, on, you know, like Tommy Dreamer, who I always thought was like the Bret Hart equivalent. Um, They start chanting, we want Sandman relatively quickly. Yep. And that shit gets really old. Um, so Jerry Lynn gets eliminated with That's Incredible and that's what gets Cyrus to leave the broadcast booth uh, to start heading towards the ring but he doesn't really head towards the ring He's, he just kind of just leaves to go talk to Jerry Lynn yeah. see if they want to team up there is one jackass in the crowd who starts chanting and there's just one guy he starts chanting boring I love the one-off guys who try to get something going yeah and they're like it's not, it's not boring it's just we want something yeah it's still boring. Like, I don't think there's anything boring about Steve Carino and Justin Incredible working. No, at all. Nope. No, and fuck that guy. Yeah. Like these guys work their their asses off. Man. Yeah, that's just. It, it seems to me that there's certain certain fans on this show that only care for entrances, weapon shots, and finishes, what's, and that's it. What's good though about watching these is that that has become an indictment of fans today, and it's like uh, no, no, they no, feel no, entitled. no. Fans have been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. The problem is the moment, um, I think Killing the Town said it, and they're exactly right. It wasn't necessarily that the show after WrestleMania 29 happened, the one in New York, the one that really is always the one where you know where Ziggler went over with the title. We finally got the belt. That crowd, the, the New Jersey crowd that went nuts, it, that wasn't the part that went bad. The moment you gave them an award and singled them out as being this really... Yep. like all-important crowd now every crowd went into business for themselves because now they want to get that same heaping praise and or whatever it. And, so and, and but you the, get the uh, what was it cancel wwe network yeah of course. That, yeah the, again the only reason i bring it up is that that is not something new or anything new out of the ordinary this crowd is a complete example of going into business for yourself, right. trying to make yourself bigger than It's just we hadn't really seen anything like that in like WWE or WCW no. at the time. No. But ECW crowds, you know, it's funny, but before we started doing this season, I always looked back on the ECW crowds very fondly, you know, and, and, that, and yet TNA crowds tried to rip them off and, you know, and they, they just couldn't replicate it. But going back and watching these shows and, and seeing these crowds again, yeah, I don't, I don't like it as much as I used to. With with just how like so they're trying to get themselves over, yeah. You know that they're the most badass crowd of the right. bunch, and that and then you see that way more today. Especially, I mean, not just giving the Raw after Mania twenty nine an award, but now, now Raw after Mania is a thing. It's a thing. They have a WWE yeah, yeah. like like twenty four thing. About yeah, it. I know. It's and and, and they're even trying to get SmackDown in on it. And they're like, how about the SmackDown after Mania? No, it's the SmackDown after the Raw after Mania. I mean, it's not. It's not going to be fun. But oh, what I what would I rate this? Uh, I'm glad Karina won. He won a title defense match. Sandman stealing the belt. Oh, this storyline. <laughs> you know, we've seen this before. I'd give it a five. Five. 
Martin, how about you? I agree with a lot of what was said on the crowd. Uh, for me, overall, prior to this show, yes, ECW crowds could kind of go into business for themselves, but they still reacted to stuff that was happening on the show. This this crowd just seemed to not give a shit about anything other than their chance. So, and that did take away from it. The match, the actual match, fine. In some in some places utterly brilliant um the the balcony spot with carino dangling over the edge not good it just he just kind of fell into the void it, it didn't seem to make much sense and i think yeah the crowd must have got to them because it kind of hurts it and it only gets a five from me because of that the match is good the actual you know work of the match is good it's just the the setting it's in just kind of kind of takes the edge off. Yeah, no, I think that's a, I think it's a good point. I mean, that's it. And I don't know. It's it because I was thinking about last show with November to remember. I was like, and you know, one thing I I think that hurt each of the matches for me and had nothing to do with the matches themselves. The work is like it was that shitty music <laughs> dubbing that they did. I think that inadvertently like hurt. It hurts the atmosphere of an ECW show. It it does. And in this case, it's not the production. It's like, literally, this crowd is just... As much as, like, Hammerstein Ballroom is, like, it's it's praised, it's lauded, it's, in many ways, mythologized as this amazing venue to go see shows. It's like, at times, you know, depending on what's there, it can, you know, it can take away from a show. We'll have to see how it is with um, Guilty as Charged, because we're coming right back here again for that same pay-per-view, so... Um, I have the, I still I still like this a lot and I think it's because I'm a big fan of Carino and incredible working together and that I like that there's a new thing you're going to be building with Jerry Lynn I gave us a 7 um, the, I will say one thing that bothers me though is you just showed us a backstage segment where Jack Victory got his dick bit off and Carino got caned badly by Credible and they come out and no sell it they don't sell it at all in the entrance yeah. I think that's kind of shitty because that's the point of doing when you do a segment like that. It's supposed to show you that your heel or your bigger heel of the match is trying to gain an advantage and be dastardly about it. So to me, like that's something you need to you need to acknowledge on your going out there. Otherwise, then it was just all for nothing. It really was just fluff. And again, going back to Jason's comment, it's wasting time for the sake of wasting time. So. Um, the Sandman thing, it's 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 weird because I guess like in a way with the absence of RVD, it's like, man, who's going to be our big, like who is our, our ECW quote unquote icon? And it seems like they're bestowing that on Sandman in this main event circle because it's, for all intents and purposes, he might as well have been a part of the match again. Yeah. Uh, because of, of what he does. But, you know, um, the belt stealing thing, like I, I, I'm trying to make heads or tails, but like it was like, are you trying to... like? I, did, are we trying to sell that Carino needs to beat the Sandman to truly be over? Because I'm pretty sure in one of these, uh, one of these uh, pre-show, you know, going through the backstory, like Carino beat the Sandman. So why does he have to keep beating the Sandman? Which is yeah, a kind well, of he, a, a, he, beat, yeah. he beat the Sandman by giving him his finisher on a guardrail. Yeah, exactly. So this is and watching these shows, something that we discovered because we talked about with Tajiri, we talked about Super Crazy and Little Guido is. We we have to keep like guys can never truly get over on an opponent. They have to keep matching up with them continuously in this battle for forever. 
you know, it seems like. So I guess they're all Highlanders. I don't know. But um, uh, after the match, Charlie, you alluded to it. I think everyone kind of touched on it briefly. Jerry Lynn, we see him exit the building with Cyrus egging him, just egging him on for getting screwed again. Cyrus tells him, it's time for Jerry. And I had to pause and go back and listen to this. So I got the wording right. And if I still got it wrong, please correct me. Cyrus tells him it's time for Jerry to have the pimp working for him instead of the other way around. Jerry is surprised to hear it put that way and tells Cyrus, well, he's got himself a whore. I'm not sure that's the way... See, this is the thing about Jerry. Looks like you got yourself a whore. (laughs) But am I wrong? Like, I don't think that's the way Cyrus was trying to Cyrus is kind of... All right, we'll just go with it. Well, Cyrus runs with it because when they start walking away, they do like some kind of hustler teaming up with a, profe- you know, good athlete. The kind of thing. He's like, Jerry, my boy. Jerry yeah, he's like, Jerry, my boy, we're all whores in this business. Yeah. Which is a good line. It is. Yep. But it's just, I don't think that was the way Cyrus was setting it up. But Cyrus is a, such a good, underrated talent that he knows how to. You know, kind of roll with it as it goes. I just thought it was definitely out of Casablanca. Well, I guess it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship. It makes for a hell of a visual, just Lynn walking out onto a, you know, cold New York street. He's going to get a hail a cab from the Blue Meanie. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Blue oh. Meanie, the first Uber. Yeah. Oh, that's what I wrote, too. <laughs> Uber Prime has arrived. See, <laughs> see, Blue Meanie doing is, you know, like we're Stone Cold and Chris Jericho used to do the the uber commercials and they'd be like you never know i might be the one getting in your car it's like but blue minis you never know i might be your driver <laughs> i'm getting a blowjob while i'm driving in cruise control in new york city traffic <laughs> <laughs> that That's at least badass. three stars <laughs> that is yeah. badass quick story after this paper for this pay-per-view colin tacked on it's very very quick just incredible and don marie had items stolen from the locker room during the show don marie had a diamond necklace stolen while six hundred to seven hundred dollars was stolen from Credible, probably Paulie dangerously. It's probably Paul Heyman, <laughs> and he probably paid him back with it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, he still owes him like twenty thousand oh, dollars. But we're gonna get into that. That's gonna be oh yeah, the amount of money owed to people. RVD is the best one. Yeah. So um, overall, pretty. Uh, I don't know. I guess without – I know the numbers can tell a very specific story, but overall, just real quick, do you guys like this better in November to remember? Yes. Yeah? Jason, yeah. how would you think? Mixed. I like the action and the wrestling better. I just hated the crowd, and it, yeah. it really, really stains this shit for me. So, Martin, how about no. you? What would you think? Did, did you like it more or less? I, I agree with Jason. It's not – it's not better than it's not worse than November to remember, but it's like the rest the the wrestling's sort of good to clunky you know to okay to brilliant in places. The setting is wonderful. Hammerstein Ballroom is a, you know a wonderful aesthetic. It's like like say the Royal Hall here. It just has a, a presence and a feel about it, and a, a prestige just you know just in how it looks, but. You just filled it with two and a half thousand dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of takes the edge off. I, I think it's no better or no worse, um, but it's it's better in some ways than November to remember. But in some ways, it's a lot worse. So they kind of cancel each other out. Yeah, yeah. It's it it's 
it's weird because you're just thinking about it, you know, coming towards the end. Like, you know, this is the end of a calendar year that's been really wild from the beginning on with RVD's injury, mm. which really crippled things for a bit in a way. But anyway, what do you think? Mike George? Awesome, Taz. Right, Mike Awesome, Taz, that whole thing. Did you like this more or less? More. You liked it? It had the two best I, matches. I said that. I'm sorry. The two best matches were tag team matches. Yeah. Which I mean, is neat. You can't say that for hardly any show. How did we do, though, in terms of... Well, we liked it more than November to Remember. Did we? Okay. Yeah. Um, I have it uh, at the highest with a 6.6. Will, you have it at a 5. Point, uh, well, you have it at a 5.75. Martin has it as 5.75. Jason has it at a 5. Overall, we gave Massacre on 34th Street a 5.8. 5.8. So on cagematch.net, 5.1. Any wow. funny reviews here? Oh, oh. All right. I want to read this review because this made me laugh. I now I read it in Austin's voice. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's your that's your go-to. I'm ready for ECW to die. Continue. Thank you, anonymous poster on cagematch.net. <laughs> You've managed to trump a good 80% of our jokes, they said. <laughs> These final events all feel samey. <laughs> I just want it to go away. <laughs> 4.0. I like the idea of Austin saying samey. <laughs> It's hellaciously same. <laughs> like, like Austin's like, oh god, what is this? Uh, yeah, didn't he just come back from injury at this point? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he's back. He's trying to get back at the top spot, but he still finds the time to watch and review ECW shows. <laughs> All right, let's see how they're doing down there. That's not good. I just want to die. I just want to die. <laughs> Four point oh boom. Rattlesnake. Don't trust him. <laughs> so. <laughs> So next show, episode 96, is special because we will be reaching the end of ECW Prime. It's not the end of our season, but in many ways it is kind of. The end of the real ECW. It's the end of the primary run of the, our, the pay-per-view era of ECW uh, under Paul, Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. So that'll be very significant. And for the longest time, it was the last show. It really was for about what, four years. Four years. Four years. Um, so that's going to be a seminal moment. That's Guilty as Charged 2001. The only ECW pay-per-view to happen in the calendar year of 2001. So we'll be kicking off a year and ending one at the same time. So be good, be good time. We can do a year-end roundup after we do the show. Um, <laughs> of one pay-per-view. It's going to be a wild, a wild little run there. So um, We are on Twitter. The podcast is at New Blood Pod. Um, and on Facebook, New Blood Rising Podcast. We kind of talked about our plugs uh, earlier on. I, I we talked about Jason with Tuning Japanese. Um, I myself trying to get on there with um, with Henry for the ride, a two pod for the highway to hell. That should be dropping pretty soon. But um, other than that, uh, Martin, did you have anything else you needed to drop? No, other Besides than the book books the are on uh, Amazon now. We've got Wrestling in the Clinton Years, The Road to Hollywood, and Hashtag Squad Ghouls. Right on. Mm. So, um, other than that, you know, uh, season one in the can. Yep. Done. Yep. Just got to release it now. <clears throat> so then, um, as we said, episode 96 coming up next. It's uh, we're going to be seeing you for Guilty as Charged 2001. I myself, I'm at William Rankin 83. I'm at the Jason Kiesler. And I'm at CM underscore Stabs. 
And I'm at Bunny Suicida. And we will see you for the end of ECW Prime as we know it. Guilty as charged, 2000.